Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. Hey, Radiant Church, welcome to Church Online. Thank you so much for joining us, opening up your home. Uh, My hope is that as we worship, as we study the scriptures, as we pray together, that you have a powerful time with God in your house. We've been saying the presence of God in houses during this time. And so as we're all facing this new coronavirus season, our prayer is that God is at work inside of your family, your heart, your life, and your house. And uh, I wanna just encourage you on a couple things. First is, we've been having some amazing prayer times uh, just getting together at noon uh, every day, as well as Wednesday nights. And so prayer is going strong uh, right now at Radiant. It's just a little bit different in how we do it. It's all digital. So if you're able to jump on, that's a great thing that's happening. Also, next Sunday, which is Easter Sunday, uh, we're gonna be launching our six-week digital groups. And so if you are already in a group, we're trying to move those to be digital for the six-week digital semester. And uh, if you're not in a group, I would encourage you to look online, radiantchurchkc.com, because we'll be launching a new six-week digital small group semester. It's gonna be great, starting next week, uh, April 12th. And then I also just wanna say thanks to everybody that's on the Dream Team. So many of you are serving. The creative team still gathers on Monday nights via Zoom. So many people are still making a difference uh, in their, in their, on their teams. And so I'm just so proud of the Dream Team. Which leads me to this last thing before we jump into the sermon today, and that's this. Uh, Next Sunday is Easter. And so on Easter Sunday, it's our opportunity to celebrate Jesus, the resurrection. And I think that it's also a strategic time for you to invite people to church. Now, inviting people to church this year looks different than any other year of your life. Uh, This year, I wanna encourage you to invite digitally, share things. I think that it's actually an opportunity every time that even you open up your platform and talk about the Lord or share radiant content, uh, it's an opportunity for people to hear about Jesus. Easter's the number one time that people are open uh, to attending church. And I think this year we're gonna see people willing to go to church digitally. And so uh, that's gonna be next week. Uh, We're in this series called This Is Our Moment. I'm gonna pray in just a moment, but I just kind of wanna give you the context of this whole series. And that is, as we saw kind of a new day uh, as this virus became such a part of our lives, uh, we as a church believe that this is our moment to be the body of Christ. You've probably often heard that when things get dark, it's the opportunity for the church to shine bright. And we named this church Radiant Church for moments like this. It's a moment to shine, to be the light of Jesus to Kansas City. And so this truly is our moment. This is not a moment to shrink back in fear, but to move forward in faith. And so uh, uh, this will be the fourth and final week in this series. Uh, If you've got your Bibles, Go ahead and turn, uh, if you have a paper Bible, or light it up, turn it on if you've got an iPad or an iPhone, to Acts chapter 27. I'm gonna pray. We're gonna go after Acts 27 today. Father, we love you. We ask, Lord, that you would be at work in our hearts and our lives. Holy Spirit, would you come and do what only you can do? Would you illuminate the word of God? Cause it to come alive in our hearts. We pray for wisdom and revelation as we study the word. Not what I can bring, but Lord God, what you will bring and that people would hear that suddenly ideas would awaken, that we would walk away different. We honor you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
When you walk through a storm like this, it's your opportunity to find out what's really on the inside, what's, what's, what's going on. It's in moments like this that you find out what your root system is. And so there's a lot of different metaphors in the scriptures about this. There's the idea of a root system that goes deep so that a tree can stay strong through a storm. There's the idea of an anchor. What are you rooted to so that when you face a storm, your ship doesn't move, but you're anchored to the right thing. I was thinking even about in our context, uh, in a present day city, you've got all kinds of wires and cables underneath a city skyline and you can't see it all, but it's because that's there that a city can light up and be bright. And I just want to ask you today, as you look at your life, what are you anchored to? What's your root system? What's going on on the inside? Because I believe this is our moment to stay steady through this storm. This is our moment to stay strong through a storm. And so uh, actually with my family, uh, I, 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 we had kind of a storm take place at Christmas time. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the movie Tangled, um, but at, at the end, there's a moment where you've got these sky lanterns that they light up and send them into the sky. And I guess we were kind of having a tangled moment where we decided to do that at Christmas. I'm not sure all how that works, but we decided to do it. But unfortunately, one of the sky lanterns Late at night, we decided to do it as a family, <laughs> went into a tree. And so everybody responded differently. I mean, in that moment, you're afraid that the tree's gonna light on fire. My brother, Dan, he's real laid back. He's an Enneagram seven. He started laughing in the midst of the moment. Like just, and he started saying, this is hilarious, it's gonna be all right. His response was to laugh. My uh, sister Deborah just walked away, like just they'll figure it out. And so she just decided to leave. She just took off. My sister Dana, she got embarrassed because the neighbors came out and were watching. And so she just decided to walk away too. And I went crazy. I pulled off my shoes and I started throwing it, although it was nighttime, so I lost my shoes. Then I ran in, got water. I tried to throw water up into the tree. All the water landed on, on me. And uh, everybody responds differently in a storm, but what's inside of you kind of comes out in the midst of the storm. Here is our moment in this storm to respond correctly. This is our moment to respond in faith. This is our moment. And I just want you to think about as you go through this storm, we're all going through this storm. And my dream is that we would stay steady through the storm. Now, when I say storm and the sermon title today is, is steady through the storm, I think it's easy for all of us to immediately think of Jesus in the storm. It's the famous text, Mark chapter four, where, where Jesus calms the storm. And I love that. That's a great idea. And that's a great sermon. That's a great message. And we're all praying for that. But as I prayed about this being our moment, I don't wanna talk about that storm in Mark 4. I wanna talk about another famous storm in the Bible, and that's in Acts 27. And it's not a moment where Jesus calms the storm. It's a moment where Paul, the mature believer, stays steady through the storm. And my prayer for you is that you, your marriage, your kids, if you're a young person, as you look at your parents, as you look at your friends, that you would be a, a leader that influences others by staying steady through the storm. I'm gonna look at the life of Paul today and look at how Paul stayed steady through the storm. Famous text, because Paul's on a journey. And so we read the book of Acts and these are his missionary journeys. And Paul's got this vision to go to Rome. And in Acts 19.21, we find him saying that he's gonna go to Rome. And actually, as we move forward, we find in Acts 28.14 that 
Paul gets to Rome. So Paul 28, 14, he arrives in Rome. So if you read Acts 19, I'm headed to Rome. Acts 28, Paul lands in Rome. But in Acts 27, we see a storm that he goes through. So right now you've got a vision, you've got a dream for your life, you've got things that you're thinking about. And so you've got, it's your Acts 19 moment, this is where I'm going, and now this coronavirus is kind of like your Acts 27 storm. And, and I believe you're gonna end up in the place where God's called you. You're gonna step into the things that God's called you, but this storm definitely slowed Paul down. This storm was challenging, this storm was costly. This storm was difficult for Paul. And because Paul responded rightly in the storm, he was actually able to end up in Rome and fulfill what God had called him to do. And I just want you to look at this today. Look at this storm. We're going to just read through it because there's a lot for us to to learn in it. Here we go. Uh, Acts chapter 27. I'm going to start in verse 13. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength called the Northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. I just want you to see that here's this storm that kind of came out of nowhere and, and suddenly slowed things down, changed things, disoriented people. And this, I just want you to know, you're in a storm and storms, storms are crazy. Storms disorient people. Storms change the calendar. Storms mess up what we originally had going. And that's the season that we're in right now. We're, we're in, a, in a season where it's a little bit challenging. It's, it's a little bit crazy. I asked probably seven different people this week, tell me what you're feeling right now as you walk through this. And over and over again, I heard this, I'm trying not to go crazy. <laughs> Why are they trying not to go crazy? Why is that a common response? Because this is a crazy season. This is things where... You're just used to smooth sailing and suddenly out of nowhere, this storm comes in. You didn't know this was coming. I didn't know this was coming. We didn't know that this was coming. So whether it's your job, whether it's in parenting, whether it's in your pursuit of your education, whether it's in your athletic career, whether it's in whatever your pursuit was, suddenly this came out of, out of nowhere and it feels a little crazy. It feels like, whoa, this is not what I planned. And that's what happened to Paul right here. This kind of came out of nowhere. Let's pick up in verse 15. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. Here's what I want you to see, that they gave up. They're discouraged. That's just challenging. Not only is it crazy, but, but this is challenging. They were ex- exerting their strength. They couldn't do it. They gave up because suddenly everything is, is, is different. Everything's hard. It's crazy. Work is challenging. Play is challenging. The play, the way you used to play is challenging. The way you, you eat is different. It's, it's, this, is, this is not just a crazy time. This is a challenging time. And I think that for many of us, we kind of might have started off with this positive idea of how, where we wanted to take it. Whiteboard, hey, we're going to go back 100 years and live different. But then we've been after this a little while and some of those routines are, we're just trying to not go crazy. <laughs> we're just trying to stay sane. And, and I think that's normal for what happens in a storm. A storm is crazy. A, score, a storm brings challenges. Let's keep going. Verse 18. The next day, as gale force winds continued to battle the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. So you talk about crazy. <laughs> now they're, Now it's not just crazy and challenging. Now it's costly. Now this is, this is, this is the stuff that's going to help them endure the storm, Right? The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. So this hurts. 
We're going to throw the gear overboard. We're going <laughs> to we're going to throw the cargo overboard. Just want you to see in their circumstance for Paul, he's facing a storm just like you're facing a storm. This one's a little bit different than the one that you're in, but it's costly. And for them, there's a new moment where they go, we actually don't want to have what we used to have. And I think all of us are experiencing some of that right now too. I mean, for some, it's more financial than others for financial. For some, it's more about um, their time looks different. I think for many people, it's, it's the dreams that you used to have and now your dreams look different. Maybe it's just that your dreams look delayed, but it's costly. And this storm is out of nowhere. It's a little crazy. This storm is challenging, discouraging. This storm, it's, it's hard. It's costly. Things that you care about, maybe you don't have right now. And it's easy to lose hope. And that's what took place for the men on this ship. Look at this. Verse 20, the terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. The storm came in, crazy, challenging, costly, hard, dark. But right here in the text, now the text shifts and we see Paul. And Paul embodies some values that helps him stay steady through this storm. And here's my prayer for us today, that we would get these things in us. That the way that Paul embodied, carried some things that we can read in the text, that you would carry these things through your storm. And this will help you stay steady through your storm. Lots of Bible here, let's keep going. Verse 21, no one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place, just like a typical preacher. You should have listened to me and not left Crete. You should have avoided all this damage and loss, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. There's a little bit of bad news. Not only is this costing <laughs> some food, some cargo, the ship's gonna go down. It's costly. And then he says this, for last night, an angel, of the, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. <laughs> this is interesting. I want you to see this first thing. Paul has this word from God via this angel. So angel dispatched from heaven, speaks this word to Paul. And here's the first thing. I'm gonna give you four things today that I see in the text. And that's this, the first one is this. Paul had a word from God. So the angel gave it to him, but he'd been listening to God. So other, uh, other prisoners on the ship, other sailors, discouraged, beat up. Paul's got this, I've heard from God dynamic that gives him supernatural strength in the middle of the storm. And that's what the first thing I wanna encourage you with today. Now, now most of us <laughs> have never had an angel visit us, but you can have a word from God in this storm. You can go get the scriptures alive inside of you. You can pray and hear the voice of God. You can be someone that Jesus said in John 15 to abide. 
And if you'll listen to God, not this is crazy, this storm is nuts, it's crazy, challenging, and costly, I don't have time. No, this is actually the time to make sure you're rooted in the word of God and you know what he's saying. You know what he has said to you in the past and it's vibrant, it's alive inside of you. And I can tell you, Paul can stay right there on the ship and speak courageously and be bold because he knows this is how it ends. I had a word from God that showed me how this thing ends. Friends, we know how this thing ends. We know, we, we've, we stare at eternity. We have an eternal perspective. We have the privilege of knowing that our lives are not just the 70, 80, 90 years on planet earth. <laughs> we've got a future hope in Jesus. And so I wanna invite you, listen to God in this time. You can do more than survive the storm. You can thrive in this storm. You can be steady, listen to God. Just like we see Paul doing, listen. Get the scriptures alive inside of you. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Stand strong. And not just the word right now, but the things that you've learned in the past. I'd like to invite you to say them. Just even as we see Paul saying them. He's looking at these other sailors. He's looking at these prisoners and he's speaking it. He's speaking the word of God. Here's what God has said. Here's what the angel of the Lord said. This is what God spoke through the angel to me. I wanna invite you, get that inside of you. I mean, that grit. I know this is what I stand on. Second thing I see in this is you gotta keep your courage. So listen to God and then keep your courage. And this is the way that Paul talks right here. He tells them to be courageous. I like the way that the NIV says it. It says, keep your courage. And I wanna invite you to keep your courage. Keep it. It's this idea that, you can be in the middle of this storm courageous. And this idea builds on the last one. The reason why Paul has courage is because he's heard from God. And the interesting thing I think when I look at this is Paul has heard from God before. Jesus appeared to him, Acts chapter nine, on that road to, to Damascus, brighter than the sun is the way that Jesus appeared to him. I want you to remember the times that the Lord has spoke to you in the past. I wanna invite you to remember the scriptures that you have hidden in your heart in the past. The times that in your, in your journal you've prayed and sought God and God has given you promises about the future. Right now, get those things alive. Talk about those things. Get them alive inside of you and you'll start to experience some courage. Billy Graham said, courage is contagious. When a brave man takes a stand, the spines of others are often stiffened. This strength is not your strength, this is God's strength inside of you. That's the way that David said it. Psalm 27, one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. That's what I want you to get. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. So is this, David, get some grit, pull the strength out of your own heart and uh, no. No, I've been with God. I, I spend time with him, I know him. I, I've got the word of God coming out of me and I've been abiding with him and I know. And here's what he's saying right now. It's not your strength, it's God's strength at work inside of you. That's, that's what Paul had in this moment. This is, this is, this is God at work, this is, it's supernatural. Verse 30, look at this. Then the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboat as though they were going to put out anchors from the front of the ship. So they're pretending here. And they're literally gonna take the lifeboat and they're pretending they're putting out anchors. And they're gonna take a lifeboat and just get out of there. But Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, 
You will all die unless the sailors stay aboard. So the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat and let it drift away. I love this in Paul because he's saying, stay on the ship. Don't give up on this ship. Don't go your way. I already told you, Paul says, God's gonna take care of us. These other sailors are tempted to, I mean, they're trying to give up. And Paul says, no. And I love this in Paul. And I want, I want us to get this. Don't give up. This is a long haul. In fact, this storm that they're in, this is a, this is a two-week storm. A two-week shipwreck. A two-week, that's challenging. And it went on for a long time. And that's how we feel right now. Uh, this is long. And as we look to the future, the temptation is to look at how long is this process going to be, become discouraged, angry, frustrated. I want to encourage you, just like Paul encouraged the sailors, hey, don't jump ship. Stay on the ship. Don't give up. And sometimes as you walk with Jesus and you're in a storm, you're tempted to go do your own thing, go back to your own life. I'll just go back to being Lord of my life. I'll just go back to doing what I used to do. I'll go back to that old addiction. But it's actually in the storm. Don't quit. Get that root system. What am I? It's the, it's the roots that are so established that you can be strong like a tree in the storm. It's, it's the, the, the cables and the wires under the skyline in the city that lets it be bright. It's that anchor that I'm not moved. This is your moment. Don't give up on that journey with Jesus that you have committed to, that, you, that, that is the source of your strength. So many people in the midst of when things get hard, they, get, they just go back to what they used to do before Jesus. Well, I'll just go back to being the Lord of my life. I mean, I won't, I'll just do what I want. I'll just, yeah, I'll just, I'll go back to that addiction. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go just do the thing that takes care of, of me, the thing that it doesn't look like Jesus. And, and, and it's actually the thing that I have found freedom in because of my walk with Jesus. But, but, but after all, I need that comfort because I'm going through such a hard time. No, no, no. You have a comforter. His name's Jesus. Holy Spirit is the comforter. God is your comforter. So don't go back. I'm talking about sinful things. I'm not talking about all of us. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about the things that are ungodly. I'm talking about the th- uh, that are godly. I'm talking about the things that are ungodly that are, are not what God's called you to. The things that don't look like Christ. The things that you're so glad that you finally found freedom from. Don't let in this season be the moment where you run back to that. No, no, no. Stay the course. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I've got the word from God. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And in the midst of this storm, I'm courageous and moving forward and I'm not going to quit. I'm going to stay this course. I see that in Paul right here. He's saying, and I want to encourage you that don't give up. Don't give up on the things that God's called you to. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on holiness. Don't give up on prayer. Don't give up on your small group. Wow, this is too hard. No, 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 no. You've taken ground with some things. Don't give up on the ministry that he's called you to. This is your moment to stay steady in the storm. Don't quit. All right, last one is this. Says this verse 33, just as day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You have been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks, he said. Please eat something now for your own good, for not a hair on your heads will perish. Then he took some bread, gave thanks to God before them all, and broke off a piece and ate it. Then everyone was encouraged and began to eat, all 276 of us who were on board. I love this moment. 
Paul says, okay, let's eat. And this is just what I see in this moment. Imagine, they haven't eaten in two weeks. They're pulling out this bread. Shipwrecked, I mean, storm. And in this moment, Paul gathers them together and says, let's give thanks. <laughs> Here's what I love about that moment. This is Paul taking a bunch of prisoners and sailors saying, we're going to give thanks to, I'm going to give thanks to God. That's a moment you probably don't feel like giving thanks. What? Bread on a ship, haven't eaten in two weeks. I deserve, this isn't even good bread. I mean, you don't feel gratitude. What I see here is this, this in Paul, this resolution. I'm going to give thanks diligently because giving thanks is who I am. You watch when you enter into his gates and his courts with thanksgiving in your heart, to his courts with praise, you, you'd be surprised how the presence of God starts to mark the grateful. You'll be surprised how when you just, it's just like, it's just like a parent. When my kids are, are, are not grateful in the middle of the coronavirus, it is easy for me to be like, <clears throat> not happy. But when my kids are like, dad, I love this. More time with you. Dad, this is so great. We get to eat more meals at home. Hey, this is wonderful. Thank you for providing for us. I'm like, hmm, what do you want, right? I'm telling you, you have a father where when you enter in with Thanksgiving, even when it's hard. I had one man joke with me this week in our church and he said, hey, it's easy for me in this moment to be like, my, my apartment is 900 square feet. I just wish it was 901 instead of, I thank God for 900 square feet today. Listen, you're always tempted to be bugged and want more. That's what the American consumer model is. But the Christian model is, God, thank you. In Psalm 100, I'm telling you, you enter into his presence, the courts of God with praise and thanksgiving in your heart, you'll be surprised how you'll start to acknowledge, experience the presence of God. It's your opportunity. Gratitude is your opportunity to be escorted quickly into the presence of God. I'm telling you, my dad, when I was a kid, he used to look at us and uh, tell us to be thankful. And when we couldn't think of anything to be thankful for, he'd say, well, do you have arms? And we'd say, yeah. Well, do you have feet today? Yeah. Well, do you have teeth? Yeah. Well, are you thankful for your arms? Yeah. Are you thankful for your teeth? Yeah. Are you thankful for your legs? Yeah. Are you thankful that there's hamburger helper to eat? Yeah. Are you thankful that you have a dad that makes you be thankful? Yeah. And I call it like bulldog gratitude. He was leading us into being thankful based on our conviction, not necessarily our emotion. I want to invite us as a church in the middle of a moment where it seems like we have less to look to God every day and give thanks. Every day. Just enter in. Just, just some bulldog thanksgiving. Just some bulldog gratitude. You know what? I'm going to gather the people around me. We're going to give thanks. Yeah, but we used to have more. I'm going to give thanks. Yeah, but I wish we had more. I'm going to give thanks. Yeah, but the neighbors have more. Shut up and give thanks, right? That's how we go. Oh, David, that's not my emotion. That's not what I feel. I know. Live by your conviction. Let your emotions catch up to your convictions over time. You'll be surprised. God will be at work. You'll start to experience. Oh, you'll start to even see your circumstance differently. 
James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly, li- heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. This is your opportunity right now. Come before him. I see just like Paul and be grateful. The great thing about this storm is that this storm ends in verse 44 with everybody making it to shore, just like Paul said. No one was lost. Not one sailor, not one prisoner was lost. Here's the reality, friends. You're in the middle of a season or a storm and it's easy to jump ship, go back to what you used to know. It's easy to stop listening to God. It's easy to not be grateful. I think it's easy to be afraid and not courageous. But as a follower of Jesus, we see Paul giving us an example how when you face a storm, it comes out of nowhere. Crazy, how'd that happen? I mean, this is challenging. This is hard. We don't even know what to do. This is costly. We're throwing everything overboard. And you've had to throw some things overboard. You've got some losses. Got some some things that happened that you didn't expect. This is our moment, yours and mine. Stay steady through this storm. Let's go after God. I wanna invite you today, maybe you're someone that's watching. And and when you hear this, you go, that's me, I'm, I'm in the storm. And, and you're already a believer in Jesus. Like you've already decided, but you hear those four ideas and you go, I need to grow in those. I wanna invite you today, just right now, just between you and the Lord, just say, God, would you help me? Be someone that listens to your voice. Help me to be courageous and not afraid. Help me not to give up. I don't wanna go back to the things I've been set free from. God, help me be grateful in this time. Maybe you're someone that wants to become a believer today. Like maybe you're like, oh, I need Jesus. feel like I'm in a storm. And in the middle of this coronavirus storm, I wanna run to Jesus. My family was listening this week to that song, Run to the Father. And I was just thinking about, I think there's some of you that right now you wanna run to the Father. You've been the prodigal. You've been, you're, you're hearing this idea about God who can change a life. He can take a messed up Paul and turn him into someone who in the midst of chaos listens, has courage, doesn't quit, thanks God, and that could be you. And today you want to become a believer. I wanna invite you, if that's you, just to pray this prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I give you my life. Save me and change me today. I give you everything. Be the Lord of my life. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, that's not everything you need to say to Jesus, but that's a good start. And I'd like to invite you just right there on the website, if you wouldn't mind, just, just clicking that icon and telling us today that you gave your life to Jesus. We wanna be in touch with you this week. We're excited about your decision to follow. Listen, there are many of you today that you hear this and you may be a little cynical about Christ and some of you might be considering Christ. I wanna invite you just in this season to just start to, just, just start to ask questions to God. Just begin to just, just, you can look to God and just begin to even just talk to him. 
I promise you, I promise you, he's worth following. Jesus will save you too. So even if you feel cynical today, know this, Jesus is real. Jesus has changed our lives and it's our prayer that he would change yours too.